Well, welcome to worship this morning at Pittman Park. I want to ask you to do something this morning. Um, This psalm that you just saw um, is uh, Psalm 148. It's the uh, third to last psalm in the book of Psalms. Um, And there's this decided turn in the book of Psalms. As you get toward the end, you get away from so much of the uh, lament that's in the Psalms. You get away from some of the more depressing parts of the Psalms. And there's this turn toward the end of the book of Psalms toward praising God. And this is, this is what's happening here in Psalm 148. And so you, you read it, and I hope you read it while it was up there. I want you to hear it because the Psalms weren't just meant to be read. They were meant to be heard. And hearing happens in different ways. So some of you heard it this way, but I want you to hear it from the, the text of Psalm 148. It goes like this. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. He established them forever and ever. He fixed their bounds, which cannot be passed. Praise the Lord from the earth, you sea monsters and all deeps, fire and hail, snow and frost, stormy wind fulfilling his command, mountains and hills, fruit trees and cedars, wild animals and cattle, creeping things, creeping things upon the earth and flying birds, kings of the earth and all people, princes and rulers of all the earth, young men and women alike, old and young together, let them praise the name of the Lord for his name alone is exalted. His glory is above earth and heaven. He has raised up a horn for his people. Praise for all his faithful, for the people of Israel who are close to him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is an invitation for you and I. This psalm is an invitation for you and I to join in to the chorus that's being sung by all of creation, that's being sung, uh, sung by the morning sun, that's being sung by the moon and the stars and the angels and the whole heavenly host, that's being sung by the sea and the rain and the lakes. You and I in this psalm are invited to join with them in the praise of God. So I'm going to ask you to do something this morning. I want you to say, praise the Lord. Okay. All right. You know, we do this. This is like a practice thing. We do this like every few weeks. I get you to say something. And every, I mean, every time it sounds like it's raining outside, you know, and, and it's kind of, I want to invite you guys to say, praise the Lord this morning. Okay, you're warming up. You're getting better. Uh, you're out of bed. You're out of bed. And you're a little more awake. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to stand up. Stand up. you got to stand up. Because you can't really, have you ever noticed it's hard to sing when you're sitting down? You can't really sing when you're sitting down. you got to stand. you got to stand up to really get into it. So I'm going to invite you standing as a congregation, as the body of, of, look around real quick. Just look around. These people are gathered here in this place, and you know some of them. Nod your head if you know some of them. If somebody's not nodding their head, I want somebody to go find them. All right, listen, you know, you know these people, right? You see them day in and maybe not day in and day out, but week to week you see them and you see them in the community. This is a community of people who love and care for one another, okay? We are the body of Christ. That's what scripture says. We're the body of Christ. This is who we are. Can somebody say, praise the Lord? Praise the Lord. 
You're almost there. You're so close. You're so close. Are you ready? We're going to say praise the Lord one more time. One, two, three. Praise the Lord. Now that's it. That's it. You guys can have a seat this morning. Praise the Lord. Now some of you, you stood up because the preacher told you to stand up this morning. And you said praise the Lord because the preacher told you to stand up this morning. And some of you, when you stood up, you said, I don't feel like doing this. Didn't you? In your mind, you thought, I don't feel like doing this. Because I woke up this morning and it was raining. And I hate rain. I know we needed it, but I hate rain. And it's gloomy and winter's here and it's been freezing for like six days and near snow here in Statesboro. And, and I don't want to go outside and if it's going to be raining because I just tried to, I had to stay inside because it's cold, I don't feel like praising God. I don't feel like praising the Lord because of the stuff that's going on in my life right now. You've been there, haven't you? In your life where you feel like you can't even praise the Lord, say those words, praise the Lord, you can't even, you can't even utter them. Because you feel like life has so totally exploded up, upon you and in you and through you that you are shattered pieces and just uttering those words seems so foreign. Because there's nothing to praise God about. Have you been there? You've been there. We've all been there in that point when we feel like there's, no, there, there's nothing to praise God for. And the most interesting thing happens in that moment, or at least I found this to be true for my life, that in those moments when the darkness and the brokenness are so real, when the, the hurt and the chaos is all-consuming, in those moments when life is utterly shattered, that all I can do, all I can do is praise God. And I don't mean that in some kind of false sense of cheeriness. But all I can do is turn it over to Him. And say, God, despite my circumstances, despite the fact that life has run me over again, and again, and again, I choose to praise you. I choose, I choose to praise you. And right now that might be a mumble, but I trust, I trust that my mumble will soon become a shout and will soon become a song Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Some of you, you didn't feel like praising the Lord this morning, but the truth is if you woke up today, if, if you're alive in this space, and I hope all of you are still alive in this space, then you've got something to praise God for. If you've got food to eat, you've got something to praise God for. If, if you've got a warm place to lay your head that, that's not getting soaked by the rain right now, you've got something to praise the Lord for. All of these things are gifts. If, if you looked around this room and you really did see somebody who knows your name, that's a gift. That's a gift. And you've got something to praise the Lord for. All of these things are blessings. All of these things, they come from the God who loves us and pursues us and chases after us and wraps us up, in his lo wraps us up with his love. This, this deserves our praise. This God who created us 
who formed us, who gave us life and directs the paths of our lives. We've been in this series about St. Francis for, for two weeks now where we're talking about St. Francis. And one of the things that St. That Francis was very keenly aware of was his place in the created order of things. Do you, do you know what I talk about when I say the created order of things? He, he understood that as a human, um, he is set apart from the rest of creation, that he's, he's set apart from the rest of creation, but he still understood that he is a created being. He's a created being, and so he can't be divorced from the world in which he lived because he understood that you and I are created from the dust of the earth, that from, from the dust of the earth, God makes us and breathes into us the breath of life. And that breath gives us life that truly is life. It gives us not just animation, but it gives us free will. It gives us choice. It gives us liberty. And it gives us the ability to do incredible and amazing things. But in spite of knowing that he was apart from creation, Francis understood that he was a part of creation. And so when the psalmist says, praise the Lord, all you earth, St. Francis doesn't have to wait until the, the last clause when it says, praise him, you young men and you women. Praise him in the congregation, all of you. He, he doesn't have to wait for that moment because he understands from the beginning when the psalmist calls for all creation to praise, that he's a part of that. That he's a part of the whole of creation. That when he lifts up praise to God, when you and I, when we lift up praise to God, we're joining in with a chorus that's been ringing out since the stars were flung into the heavens. A chorus that's been ringing out since the earth was formed. A, a chorus that's been ringing out since the sun first rose over the crest of the earth. A chorus that began from the moment of creation. Praise the Lord, all creation, according to the psalmist, is called to praise the Lord. And I love how specific the psalmist is here. Did you catch how specific he was? He's very, very specific. He says, everything in heaven and earth is called to praise God. So all the angels, all his hosts, the sun and the moon, all you shining stars, you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens, you sea monsters and all deeps, fire and hail and snow and frost, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and cedars, Wild animals and cattle, creeping things and flying birds, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and women alike, old and young together. All of you, everything, praise the Lord. There's a fire somewhere. But have you ever considered... How a fruit tree praises the Lord. How about a cedar? You ever seen a cedar tree praise the Lord? How about creeping things? Don't you love that little text in there, little creeping things? Creeping things should praise the Lord. Creeping things, join in the chorus, praise the Lord. We have creeping things around my house, and they creep my wife out. We have these little... We have little green lizards that my daughter loves, but my wife, she detests those things. But further than that, we've got these skinks. You know what I'm talking about when I say a skink? It's like a snake with legs, like this long and black and purple. Um, these things live by our house. And I have never seen a skink jump on its, its back legs and throw its arms in the air like praise the Lord. I've just never seen it. I've never seen it happen. 
How about cattle? You ever seen the cattle praise the Lord? We got cattle out by our house, and they're just out there mowing the grass. I mean, that's, that's all that the cattle do. How about sea monsters? I love the sea monster category. Um, perhaps giant squid? I don't know. How do giant squid praise the Lord? This is a good question, right? This is, the psalmist is calling for all creation to praise. How do these things praise the Lord? What about water vapor? It's not mentioned here in the, uh, in the psalm, but think about clouds. How in the world do clouds praise Praise the Lord. How do they do it? What about chickens? I mean, I've never seen chickens organize themselves into a praise band and just start breaking it down in the backyard. It just, have you seen it? If you have, put that on YouTube. You need to. How about potatoes? Potatoes? What do potatoes do but live under the earth, right? How do do those things praise the Lord? The answer to that question comes from the way in which God created the earth. In the first chapter of Genesis, we get these words. It says, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. So God created the entire world by commanding it into being. This is one of the things that the psalmist references here in Psalm 148, that God commanded the earth into being. He gives everything existence. He gives everything function. God creates everything with a purpose and for a reason. And therefore, all of these things, everything from water vapor in the clouds to crazy lizards that freak people out, all of these things fulfill their purpose. Excuse me, praise God by fulfilling the purpose that they were created for. So the sun, the sun praises God by rising in the east each day and giving light and warmth to the earth before setting in the west. You've seen this happen before, right? The earth rising or the sun rising. The moon praises God by reflecting the lights of the sun and controlling our tides. It's fulfilling its purpose. This is why it's here. It controls our tides. The cloud prays the Lord by dropping rain on our fields, sometimes on days that we don't want it to be here, but certainly for the nourishment of the earth. Chickens praise the Lord by doing their chicken thing, whatever that is. Maybe it's getting fried up. I don't know. Dairy cows. Dairy cows, they praise the Lord in cheese and ice cream. At least that's how I've rationalized it. Cheese and ice cream. That's dairy animals praising the Lord, cattle praising the Lord. And potatoes praise the Lord every time somebody opens a can, or, or a can of Pringles, right? Not quite. All of these things were created for a purpose. And they have a purpose in God's created order besides um, <laughs> feeding us and nourishing us. They all have a purpose, and so do you. You may have been created from the dust of the earth, the dirt of the ground. And some days you might feel like dust and dirt, but you were created for a purpose and for a reason. You were created to fulfill some part of God's plan for the whole of the universe. You are a vital part of God's creation. So it's one thing for you to say praise the Lord with your mouth. It's another thing for you to say praise the Lord with your life. Do you see what I'm talking about here? You and I, we can stand up in the church and say praise the Lord and that's great. But what does your life say? Are you rising like the sun rises to praise God with all that you've got? Are you, are you fulfilling God's purpose for your life? Because if you're not just saying praise the Lord, those are just words. 
Because truly praising the Lord has to do more with what the content of your life speaks than the content of your mouth. Is your life being spent praising the Lord? Or is it being spent praising yourself? Our culture teaches us to praise ourselves. Because we're the most important, right? I'm the center of my universe, if you didn't know that. So praise me. No, praise the Lord. You're not the center of the universe. Well, praise my stuff then, because I got a bunch of it. No, it's not about your stuff. That stuff will go away. That stuff will pass. What does your life say? Does it say praise the Lord? Or does it say praise my stuff or praise me? Or does it say praise him or praise her? Because that's where I find my identity is in him or in her. When you look at your life, what does it praise? The creator of the universe who spoke you into being and breathed into you the breath of life? Or is it just yourself? Or just your stuff? Or just your job? Or just that guy or that girl? What does the content of your life say that you praise. If you want to know how to fulfill your purpose in life, I can give you a few, a few hints on the direction. From a 30,000 foot view, our lives, every single one of us in this room, we were created for relationships. We were created to be in a relationship with God, and we're created to be in a relationship with one another. It's a vital part of what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ that you can't do it on your own. You have to trust your life to God and then you have to reach out to others as a response to the loving grace of God. You and I are created for a relationship, but beyond that, if you, if you zoom in a little bit closer, you begin to see that one of the indelible marks that our maker has put on our lives is this ability to think and create. Have you noticed this, that... that Humans are really good at creating things. We create things like no other species on the planet. We create stuff. We make stuff. Some of you have a wood shop um, in your backyard and you craft furniture or you build cabinets and you put stuff together. That, that gift, that ability, the fact that you create is an indelible mark of the creator upon your life. Some of you are like, I can never saw a board without sawing my fingers off. You know what? You might not be good at boards, but you might be good at Excel spreadsheets. And you know what? If you can create an Excel spreadsheet, that's an indelible mark of your maker upon your life that you create. We are created for relationship with God and for others, but we're created to create. And we create all sorts of incredible things. Some of you are holding these phones that can go onto the internet right now and access volume upon volume of, of information, smartphones. Some of you have, have wisdom about electricity and, and how it all works and flows that others don't. And you can create with these things, just like God your Father created. So maybe your passion is not woodworking or electricity or, or creating Excel documents, but God has created you with a passion, and that passion is directly linked to your purpose. And when you fulfill that purpose for your life, you, your whole life, is praising the Lord, is praising the Lord. And doing that is more important than standing up and shouting praise the Lord. 
doing that, living into God's purpose for your life is far, far greater, far greater than any words that you'll speak. The psalmist calls us to praise God, not just with our mouth, but with our whole life. Because whenever we praise God, whenever we truly praise God with all that we are, by fulfilling our purpose, we see that love and care for one another is is very real. When we praise God with our whole lives, we learn to live at peace with our neighbors. When we praise God with our whole lives, we begin to see that, that justice is a concern of God. And so we act justly toward those who are around us, around us, excuse me. So you are invited this morning, you and I as a congregation, we are invited as the men and women of God, the young and the old of God. We together are invited to join a chorus that all creation has been singing since the beginning of the world, world a, a song of celebration. Praise the Lord for all that he is doing and for all that he has done. For all that he is doing and all that he has done. Praise the Lord. So may we praise the Lord in the pulpit and out in pews or in chairs. May we praise the Lord in the cars that will take us home today. May we praise the Lord in our houses and with our families and and on our, our farms and in our schools. May we praise the Lord. Let all the earth, let all of the heavens, let all of your life praise the Lord. This Thanksgiving, as you sit down at your obligatory family gathering like we talked about a couple of weeks ago. This place where you have to be with those people that you have to see, some of whom you like and others maybe you struggle with. Even with your weird aunt or uncle, take time with that group to praise the Lord by saying thank you, God, for the gift of these people for the gift of this place, for the gift of family, even if that family isn't related to you, for the many things that you've poured out upon my life. Because praising God begins with saying thank you. Thank you, God, for what you've given us. Would you pray with me this morning? Lord, we admit that we're not always good at turning our whole lives toward you. That often, whenever we seek out a a future for our lives, we don't consider your purpose and your plan. Help us now, God, as, as we seek to turn our hearts and lives toward you, help us to truly embrace our purpose. Help us to embrace the future and the plan that you have for us, that we might live wholly and completely for you. May we sing his praises this morning as we continue in worship. Amen. This morning, I want to invite our ushers uh, to come forward as we collect the the offering. And then one other thing is going to happen during that. We're going to welcome Sandy Callahan into membership here. So as the offering baskets come around, um, 
I want to invite you to give as God has blessed you um, as an opportunity for you to say thanks, as an opportunity for you to return blessing for the Lord. Sandy, would you come forward this morning? Come on up. Well, Sandy, um, you've been a part of the borough for a little more than a year now. Um, your fiance is Bert here, and um, we are excited for you to be taking this step in your life and in your faith. And so there's just one question uh, that I want to ask you, because we've talked about uh, the membership covenant and what it means to be a part of the church. So I just want to ask you, uh, will you support Pittman Park with your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? Thank you. Thank you. We're glad to have you as a part of Pittman Park, as a member of the body of Christ. And there are folks out there that are going to want to greet you. So after the service, after the song, if you'll just be back at the back so some folks can shake your hand and, and welcome you here to Pittman Park. Thank you. God bless you. And we're excited. Now, some of you, uh, your next step in, in faith is joining the church. And that's a great thing. We want you to consider that. And if you're interested in joining Pittman Park, all you have to do um, is send an email um, to the church or check in the box on your connection card, and you can unite in membership here at Pittman Park. We just have a quick conversation about what it means to be a member and how you can fulfill God's plan and purpose for your life here. Um, and, and we invite you to do just what Sandy did this morning. So I want you to know that, that membership is not hard, but it is hard because we are vowing together to praise God, and, and to live life together as one body in Christ. So this morning, uh, as we close, I want to invite you to stand and worship one last time together this day. The King.